0: Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast. I am so glad you are here. This is Adam Peak. I am your host. You can find me at Packaging Pastor on TikTok or PackagingPastor.com. Listen, this show would not be made possible without some incredible companies and people, including you. Our longtime sponsor, SpecRight. SpecRite wants you to imagine a world without waste. They were just named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies. That is incredible. Packaging is truly amazing. Go learn more at SpecRite.com, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. And also our newest sponsor, Spark Packaging. If you need contract to hire support or you're looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. You can go to Spark Packaging Inc., that's S-P-A-R-K. P-A-C-K-A-G-I-N-G-I-N-C.com backslash hiring. And if you're like, I'm driving, I can't write that down. It's cool. It's in the show notes. Anyways, sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring. They're there to answer your questions and a team member will reach out ASAP. Whether you talk to SpecRite or Spark Packaging, whatever it is, or if you just go to my website, just let them know that I have sent you. Okay, how's that for, that's the shortest, most condensed version that I can get. I'm gonna be coming out with some more member-only premium content. I've been teasing this for a while. Uh, And make sure that you're signed up at my Substack page as well. Building a community of packaging professionals who want to build online together. You can do that at packagingisawesome.com. Okay, enough. It's been two minutes. Let's get to this next episode. All right, everybody. Welcome here to another international edition of the People of Packaging podcast. I am so excited. I'm so excited to be joined today by Amir Shalev. Amir is the Director of Market Development at Landa. And if you followed the podcast for a while, if you've been in the packaging industry for a while, then you should also be excited about this because Landa has been making some noise in our industry. Uh, lots of people are like, I don't know yet. You know, I, I see it at these events and, and and now it's here and I've got to see one in the wild. And I'm excited to talk about Landa and, and what they're doing. But I'm actually more excited for you to meet Amir and to hear about his story and about uh, his passion and where he's coming from. So, Amir, thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Adam. I'm also very, very excited. Uh, another Israeli on your uh, show. And I'm happy to be with you and uh, and discuss Lambda and packaging and uh, all the opportunities that are ahead of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just another reason to, to, to go to Israel. I have maybe 2024. I think 2024 is going to be my year. Uh, I was talking to actually a friend of mine out here in Utah. His son and my son play basketball together. And he's also from Israel. They moved out here about seven years ago. And so I, he was telling me all about it. I'm like, okay, that's it. That's it, I have to go. I need to go uh, visit, I'm, I'm excited to do that. So, uh, well, Amir, let's start off here a little bit with your personal background. So uh, tell us about your journey from in into printing and, and into packaging. How did you end up here at Landa?
1: Hmm, yeah, that's a, that's a long story. Um, I actually started out as a human factors engineer. So I studied psychology and human factors engineering. and. Uh, I started working for the Israeli defense industry, and then after a few years, I um, I saw an opportunity with an international printing uh, company to relocate to to Spain, and to work as a human factors engineer for uh, for this printing company, and I moved to Barcelona, Spain, and I spent uh, four years there there, and I uh, got to know the graphics industry, and uh, it was love at first sight. Uh, and after spending uh, four years in uh, Spain, I relocated back to Israel and started working as a marketing product manager and moved from different verticals within the graphic printing industry, but pretty quickly ended up um, with um, leading presses into the corrugated packaging uh, vertical, Uh, fell in love with corrugated packaging, and uh, you know, with, with opportunities that digital printing can bring to, uh, let's say, traditional industries. Um, and then a couple of years ago, there was an opportunity in Landa. I had several friends working there. I heard a lot about the company. Of course, Benny Landa is a known name in Israel. And so I grabbed the opportunity to move to, to Landa. And now I'm managing the market development, which means uh, working with the customers of our customers. To grow demand and expand, and uh, show show the world what we can do. So exciting times!
0: That's awesome. I need to press pause here because you said something I've never heard in my entire life. Let me get you said you were you were studying human factors engineering. Is that correct? Yes. So uh,
1: yeah, yeah. What is what, that? what is what is a yeah.
0: human factors? In, I feel like I feel like my background as a pastor. I could be like I'm a I'm a human factor engineer. <laughs>
1: I, it's yeah, a, for it's sure. Human. There's, there's human factors through to everything. Yeah, yeah I love uh, it. Not everybody. Knows, yeah, not everybody knows what human factors engineering is. Uh, um, it's it's a very interesting topic. Basically, it's um, it's kind of looking at uh, systems and and integrating the the human element. So think about complex systems. It's uh, a lot of it, a lot of it is, it is coming out of uh, things that were done in the U.S., uh, World War II. Think about a, a, a fighter plane and all the different instruments that you have over there and the decision making that a pilot needs to do. And you need to make sure that all the uh, the displays and the controls are clear. And when, when he uh, moves the flaps uh, lever, he actually wants to move the flaps lever and not the gear lever. And he doesn't drop a bomb by mistake and he sees and he understands what he sees on the radar. So basically, it's analyzing all the different uh, data flow and information that a user or operator could have and making sure that when you design a system, it's optimized to uh, reduce errors and to make it as efficient as possible. So that's why I started out in the Israeli defense industry. But we also integrate human factors elements into other system designs. And actually, when you design a complex printing press, it also has a lot of human factors Things that are incorporated in the design itself.
0: Yeah, and I I want to talk about that because I it was like this light bulb went off, and I thought, oh that that makes a ton of sense when I think about when I went to go visit the the Landa uh, Open House here in Salt Lake City at Hudson Printing. I've never heard of human factors engineering until right now, <laughs> and and now I'm like, oh, I get it, and I get why you would be so passionate about it. Um, Let me one one question though before we get into that. So uh, I I've studied a little bit of this idea of an OODA loop: observe, orient, decide, act. When it comes to and a lot of that came from the U.S. military. Is that would would I be on the right path in saying that would be a similar a similar vein that you would have had much more knowledge than I would of you know just having read a book on how humans. Are are going to take those observations and turn it into action and, and how do we predict or or help train them to make the right decisions? I'm trying to figure yes, out this. I think I'm, I think I'm, think I'm it, fascinated by this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I can connect with what you're saying. One of the basic methods that, that's used within human factors engineering is what we call task analysis. So we break down whatever the operator, the user, uh, has to do with the system into very granular tasks. And for each and every one of the tasks, we see what needs to be completed, what, what are the inputs, what what does the operator see, what does the operator have to think about, what does the operator have to decide, and what does the operator have to manipulate. And then when we when we do this, and we do it in a very granular way, we're able to design a system in such a way as to prevent errors and to optimize performance. Then we go into you know mockup stages and usability testing and other things to make sure that before we go to the actual design, we know what we're doing and uh, we're doing it the best way.
0: Do you find that that engineering background and that mindset of systems engineering has been beneficial in the in market development in your current role? It seems like that's a, that's a unique background but one that would be highly valuable and sought after when you're looking at how do we develop markets because market development has a lot to do with human decision-making.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I came into human factors engineering from a psychology background. So I came into it from, you can come to it from from an industrial engineering or from cognitive psychology. And it was always about, uh, you know, seeing the, the world from, from the perspective of, the other person, and you. And when I went into marketing and product marketing, I took the same approach. So I'm thinking about my customer um, and 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 their customer, trying to think about it from their perspective. And when I com- communicate um, our solutions, it's not about the specifications of our solutions, but rather what it can do to make the life of our customer to make the life of the consumer better. So I I uh, I really connect to that point. There.
0: I want to take a quick break here to remind you of our sponsor go ruvi g-o-r-u-v-i dot we know it can be hard to eat enough fruits and vegetables they take time to prep they're messy and they don't always taste good but without them you lack energy and vitality ruvi is an easier tastier way to get your fruits and veggies you simply pour the freeze-dried powder into a shaker bottle with water you shake and drink. My family and I have been just devouring these things since the first time we got them. Such a simple way when you're on the go to get the nutrients that you need. So remember, it's goruvie.com. Use promo code packaging to get 15% off. Goruvie.com promo code packaging. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I was, uh, somebody asked me once, what was my what would be the sales book that I would recommend the most? And I came, I read this book. It was about psychology, um, and it's called The Righteous Mind: Why Good People Divide Over Religion and Politics. And they were like, hmm. why Why does that have to do with sales? I'm like, because it it helps you understand how the human how human beings make decisions and how they come to their own opinions and how they come to different ideas. And if you don't understand that, then all you're doing is just trying to trying to sell people stuff that they may or may not need. But when you can empathize with them and understand how they're going through the decision-making process, it helps. And it is incredibly valuable and you nailed it, right? That having that background in psychology, there's a, there's a trainer named David Sandler who has this whole Sandler sales training that he developed in the 1970s. And he said, he said something to the effect of like, sales is a Broadway show being, being conducted by a psychologist. And I was like, oh, Hmm. that's quite fascinating. So I, I'm, I'm, was not prepared for this part of the conversation, but I'm really happy that it went there. I'd love, so you can comment on that, but, but I do want to pivot into this human factor when it comes to the what people call like working on the on the starship enterprise and in Star Trek when they see the Landa press and yeah. and you know what that had to go into or how that helps you doing market development and understanding what people want to work on and, and how they want to work. Um so ha- was that also part of the Landa experience when when Benny was building out the, the press was to have this this wonderful human interaction with the press?
1: Yeah, so uh, I wasn't there when the, you know, the initial stages of, of press design, but sure. knowing Danny as I do, and when I see the way he he thinks, I'm 100% sure that these sort of elements were taken into consideration. And any decision that's taken in Landa is, is never purely on, you know, financial metric or, or things like that. It's always about the, the bigger picture. And and our our brand and what we stand for and and uh, you know it's it's a little bit of responsibility uh, working for a company like like Landa, in that respect because there's a there's a tradition and there's a there's a brand that uh, that uh, I need to live up to. Um, in terms of the system design, it's the, the the industrial design is amazing. I always looked at it and I was I was astonished by it even before I was working for Landa and on the different uh, in the different trade shows. But from an operational standpoint, it is well designed. And when you compare it to, for example, offset operation, it's it's much, much simpler. Ramping up an operator for uh, for lambda is much quicker. And the ability to go ahead and, and print, especially when you go into you know complex spot colors and things like that that could t- take hours and hours to mix and to reproduce in offset, um, There. Are, um, they're easily done on, on the land. And the case in, in point is that we have young operators coming in when we're hearing about labor shortages and we're hearing about uh, you know the, the inability to get uh, experienced offset operators. We have young operators going in. One of our customers, uh, the production manager, brought his daughter in. She's, I don't know, 20 years old, and she, she was already working with, with the press. Um, and that's, that's an amazing thing to see. And, uh, and it's another tremendous value that we bring to the market that, you don't always talk about when you talk about you know digital printing, but I think in this time and age it's very very, very important.
0: I hundred percent agree. I mean the, the, the when I when, like I said, when I went and saw it live and, and up and running, I thought to myself it, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of when mm-hmm. I, I used to own a Tesla and I would take it into the shop. And in the shop, you would you would see the people who were working there and they were all younger, they had computers out, you know, there wasn't, there There seemed to be a, I, I'm sure, I don't know how much they're paid obviously, but I was thinking to myself, like if I was paid the same to work in this, on, on a Tesla, or to work on a, you know, a, a Chevy, right? And some people are gonna be like, I would take the Chevy, okay, fine. But I'm mm-hmm. saying like, most people who are especially younger, like there is this, there is this draw towards, cool advanced technology and being able to work on that my friend um uh uh, Cristiano, who runs a company called pack iot talks about this a lot that that you used to go to work and be able to experience the latest and greatest in technology um and now the latest and greatest technology is in your pocket it's in your home and work is kind of a letdown and i think what landa has done is they really have taken that idea and said no why why can't it be cool to go to work why can't we attract younger people and and let them experience this 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 beautifully this beautifully engineered press that's making beautiful print and and make their job something that their friends envy and their friends want to come work on and be like did you see what did you see what Stephanie's working on did you see what John's working on whatever it is um, I think it's I think it's phenomenal. And you nailed it. Labor shortages are real. We always complain about, well, the younger generation doesn't want to do this or that. It's like, well, are, what have you done to invest in them? What are you doing to to attract them? Um, and it's got to be more than just having a foosball table or, uh, you know, having having a, a vending machine, <laughs> you know, they want more. They want an experience. So I think you've done a great job with that at for sure.
1: Um yeah thanks I, I, you know the, go ahead sorry
0: I was going to I was going to ask if actually if you had any um any stories of you know maybe a company that says hey we were really struggling and and now we're having to I don't know turn down applicants to come work on this press or you know like you mentioned the anecdotal story of uh you know the the 20 year old coming and just being able to run it are there any other stories like that cuz i think those are really powerful
1: so, so, first of all, I'd say the, the 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 press itself, because of the technology, because of the capability, and also because of how it looks, it's 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 um it's kind of a magical magnet. So it's a magnet that uh, that draws uh, the employees, and there's uh, actually fighting between operators at, at customer facilities on who's going to work on the Landa. Uh They they really they really want to work on this machine. Uh, it's fun, and as you said, it's it's. Uh, it's uh, top of of the technology, so uh, that's that's on, on that uh, side. And on the other side, it's a magnet for um, for the end buyers. So our customers try to place the the press uh, in in a in a place where it, where it's visible to visitors because uh, it's a statement. When you when you put a play, press like this in your facility, you're uh, you're stating that you're in the you know the the leading edge of technology that you're prepared for whatever the future may bring. Um, and it's also something that's amazing for the customers of our customers uh, to, to see. Um, totally yeah. agree.
0: Um, so let's talk about, uh, real quickly, the, the, the specific substrates. Because you had mentioned at one point when you are going through your history that you had really fallen in love with corrugated, right? Um, mm-hmm. is, does From what I can gather, Landa does kind of traditional offset commercial printing, it does folding carton printing. Are, are there other presses that I'm not aware of, or what are the capabilities currently of Landa in the market?
1: Right, so the, the two systems that we have right now in the market, the the S10 and the S10P are uh, focused in, so the, the S10P is for commercial printing, um, for marketing service providers, direct mail, and these sort of applications. And the S10 is for folding carton. Uh, it can do some corrugated, it can do some microflutes, but it's mainly used in uh, in folding carton uh, production. Uh, we also have a press under development, um, which is called the W, and uh, it's intended for flexible uh, packaging, but uh, it's still not out in the uh, in the market.
0: Okay, got it. Uh, well, that that'll be exciting too. I mean. Digital digital folding cartons, digital flexible packaging is uh, digital flexible packaging has obviously been around for a little bit. I think digital folding cartons are emerging, um, similar to what happened with digital labels, and then we're seeing digital corrugate and digital flexo. So I, I just there's there's a there's a future in which I, I could envision, you know, a, a vast majority of printing is done digitally. I don't know when that would happen i'm not i'm not nostradamus here i'm not making a prediction it just seems like the advancements in technology all seem to be going towards digital including when i went to label expo in chicago and there was not a single flexo press being displayed everybody was displaying their digital presses um to you know that they had made so uh, i i think that's just a uh a testament to where it is that Landa is sitting and where it is that land is going is is on the right trajectory. Of course you believe that or else you wouldn't have left <laughs> left your previous job and uh, and went over there mm-hmm. to Landa. Um so my my last question and Amir, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and spending some time. I know it's a little bit later on in the day there in in Israel. We're recording this at uh, in the morning here in Utah. So we're Always trying to figure out time zones and timing whenever I do these, uh, episodes internationally. So appreciate you jumping on. Um, so let's say there's somebody listening to this and, and they're like, I, okay, I, I have heard about Landa. I know I can go onto the website, but I would love to go either see one or learn more about it or, you know, just get involved with. You know, I want to be. I want to know about the new Flexo Press, whatever, or the the flexible packaging press, whatever it is. How do people learn about that uh, from you, or connect with you, or connect with Landa?
1: Sure. So, uh, of course, uh, there's a contact form in our website, and uh, everybody can can fill it in, and we'll reach out to them. And uh, I'm also more than happy to get any request. Uh, You can reach out to me either LinkedIn. Search for my name, Amir Shalev at, at Landa, or uh, my email, which is um, amirsh at landa-corp.com, and I'll be happy to, to uh, communicate and, and facilitate any, any visit or any further information.
0: All right. And if you're driving or if you're listening to this while you're, I don't know, on a run or on a treadmill and you're like, oh, I didn't catch that, uh, don't worry. It's in the show notes you can click on his linkedin profile you can find his email address down there uh so i've got you i've got you i've got your back mr and mrs listener and also amir uh hopefully people can reach out and connect up with you um i'm a i'm a delighted that you came on i'm a huge fan of landa and now i'm even a bigger fan of amir uh, i love your background I'm, I'm excited to come out and and visit some people when uh, hopefully, like I said, next year, uh, I can, I can make my way out there and, and see Israel in person. I'm, I'm serious when I say that's a, it's a bucket list item for me. And especially now that I'm in printing and packaging, it seems like, an even, even more of a reason to get out there. So, um, appreciate you coming on Amir. Thanks so much. Uh, and until we talk or meet, I hope you have a wonderful, uh, wonderful day and, Wonderful month. I don't really know. Sometimes ending these interviews is awkward for me. So sometimes just about say bye and thanks for coming on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll be here waiting for you when you come. I'm up in the north, close to Nazareth. I'll be happy to show you around. Really looking forward to it.
0: Can't wait. Can't wait. Thanks, man.
1: Thank you.
0: Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.